Hello and welcome to another special episode of the Get German Football News podcast. As I'm, as always, I'm your host Nathan Evans, and this week I've been joined again by two of our regular guests and Bundesliga experts, Andrew Thompson. How you doing, boys? And of course, Tom Fenson. Evening, chips. Nice to speak to you both again, boys. Um, on this week's podcast, for a bit of fun, we'll be giving our pre-season predictions and where we think each team will finish showing the upcoming 2020-21 Bundesliga campaign, as well as giving a little prediction on the top score in the Bundesliga this term and also the winner of the DFB Pokal, where there's already been a shock or two this weekend, most notably with Hertha's 5-4 loss to Eintracht Braunschweig. But without further ado, we'll get started. I think best way to do it is probably bottom to top, so start in 18th spot. And I'll take this first. And this is not going to go down well with this club, but I'm going to go for Augsburg this year. The reason I'm going with that is just, for me as a Bundesliga fan, maybe not watched the most Bundesliga compared to my two guests tonight, but they're just a team that, in my opinion, have stagnated a bit in the last few years. And I think they might they might struggle in terms of this year. I think the teams that have come up from Bundesliga 2 are notably a bit stronger than the last few years. They've had some good signings in there, like Robert Gumney from Lech Poznan, who I've actually watched quite a lot of Polish football in the past. And he's great down the right-hand side. But for me, the loss of Philip Max is too big to... Um, Phil, so yeah, I'm going to go for Augsburg. Who to? Who do you two have in 18th spot? Uh, <laughs> so I consider them. Um, they're not that far behind. Um, I'm going to go with Werder. Um, I just kind of feel like it's it's one of those clubs that just can't get it right. And I think if um, Basiska ends up leaving, I think it's over for them. Um, like defensively, they still have so many questions for me. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it brief because we could go on for like a four-hour podcast. <laughs> like if each of us start, you know, going on and on. But I'm going with Verda. You know, they've they've always been. You know, last couple of years they've been kind of in and around. And yeah, just I think I think last season was uh, was kind of telling that I think it, it, it might be time. Um, and it's unfortunate because considering the history of the club and um, the staying power that they've had and um, some of those brilliant seasons of past. But yeah, I, I think it might be uh, a bridge too far at this time around. It's a big call. It's a big call. <laughs> you got Tom in last spot. Yeah, I had to say it, but I agree with Drew. Um, yeah. I'm going for, I know, yeah. Consen- <laughs> consensus, I'm already one team in. <laughs> I really do hate to say it, though, because I, I've got this weird affinity for uh, for Verda. Uh, last season, I, I just I found them so fascinating and so vulnerable, yet exciting to watch at times. And uh, I quite like the manager. Yeah, I think Kofeld's a, a decent coach and... They've got a lot of players who I, who I like, but I just feel like if they lose Rashida, if they if they get off to a slow start and the, the defensive, you know, the glaring holes in defence haven't been addressed again, it's going to be a bit deja vu. And I don't know if they can do the great escape again this time, having lost somebody like Rashida. I think Chong could be a good signing. And if he turns out to be as good as people have been hyping him for the past couple of years and he can transition into senior football well, then maybe he could be the saviour, but uh, not too much business done. And I get, again, I, I agree that I think the teams who've been promoted are are stronger than in previous years. And so somebody for me has got to be bottom. And uh, unfortunately on paper and from what I'm looking at right now, I think they're the weakest team. So 
I'm going I'm to go for Werder Bremen. Big call then from you too. Um, maybe if we move up to 17th then, I don't know if you want to take this first, Tom, again, and we flip round. Well, this is one of my hot takes and one of my controversial picks because <laughs> I'm going to go for Union Berlin. That is pretty controversial for me. I'm not yeah. Yeah. I just have this weird thing with, uh, well, it's not me, but in the, in the Bundesliga, there really is a second season syndrome. And it's not every year, but generally you get a team that comes up and they're flying and the momentum is with them. And all of a sudden things just start to go wrong. And I'm not sure if the Max Cruz deal is going to work out as well as people hope. Uh, I worry about the team aging somewhat. And I also worry about the lack of fans because we saw... Last season, there was a big tail off towards the end of the season. The lack of, of atmosphere clearly got to Union at times. Uh, and I just think that second season syndrome, people are going to work them out because they have this very distinctive style and way of winning games. And I just think they might get found out. And much like Fortuna, who had so much goodwill with them uh, in previous years, I just think they're going to get unstuck. And uh, yeah, I, I think they'll go down just... I personally, if I go next, for 17th, I've got Armenia Bielefeld. And personally, as a German football fan, I, I don't know what it is. I have I really enjoy Armenia. Like They're a sort of team that I've always looked out for in past seasons, always wanted them back in the top flight. And I think in terms of business, I really like the signings of Mike van der Horn on a free from Swansea City. I think he'll be a good addition at the back. I also like the loan signing of Ritsu Doan from PSV. And I think that could really help him. But ultimately, I just think looking through the squad, there's not too much experience there. And I just think that, you know, if injuries start to niggle at them and suspensions, Fabian Kloch up front's never really done it in the top flight. Although I hope he does, because what a story that would be. But for me, I just think they'll come up short. I think they'll give a really good account of themselves, but... For me, yeah, I've got them in 17 for sure. Over to you, Drew. I'm going to go Augsburg. For me, uh, again, kind of same thing. I, you just don't um, – I just don't think they'll have enough about it. Uh, kind of similar to what you said, Nathan. I know you have them going completely bottom, but <laughs> I think Philip Max is one of those players who – I guess really on the strength that you could probably argue was borderline irreplaceable for the way they operated for that additional amount of creativity to support the fact that they really lacked a bit of creativity in that side. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just don't see enough. I don't see enough in, in the additions as well. Uh, I do think Gumney was a good bit of business, but I think that came maybe a season too late. Um, at least that kind of level of you know long-term approach in terms of the kind of player you want to bring in. Um, and for me, some players like Strobel and, and, and Caligari just aren't going to you know, kind of tip the scale in terms of how to really build off of last season's you know, performance and the fact that I think they had, what, only three wins um, in, in, in the book winter. So, uh, yeah, I, I, just, I just don't see it. Uh, yeah, I think, that thing, I think that'll be then kind of down again. So, yeah. Yep, so if we move, well, that's relegation sorted in our minds. If we move to that all-important playoff, relegation playoff, um, I kind of similar to you two, and I think they'll do it again this year. I think it'll be Werder Bremen, personally. Similar lines to you two, I think if they sell Shichka, I think, you know, he's looking likely he'll go to Aston Villa, I think, the main team right now, looking for his signature. I just think that He's so influential for them. I think Chong, Chong's played very well in pre-season. It's just a matter of whether he'll keep it up 
in the Bundesliga, as mentioned before, for the whole season. So I'm going to settle with them in 16th this year. Um, Drew, if you want to go next on that one. Uh, I kind of toyed. Um, I like a lot of what you uh, what was said, what Tom said about uh, Union. Um, but I kind of want to... Some of these kind of picks I didn't have my mind made up until maybe about 10 minutes ago because I overthink everything in life. I'm, I'm so going along. <laughs> so... My thought actually, I have a gut feeling that 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 Cole might actually finish in sixteenth. Um, again, I think they have the capability of scoring goals. You know, what, I think last season, fifty-one was the they had the best goal record of anybody in the bottom half of the table, and they even had more goals than Freiburg and and, and Wolfsburg. But the difference is that they can't stop goals from being scored. Um, so for me, I think that's gonna that would be my pick. I think it's, it's gonna be a difficult one, and I, and it'll be maybe controversial to say both you know newly promoted teams are gonna stay up, but it's not that uncommon. And kind of as we spoke about uh, pre-recording, that there's usually one of the ones that just comes up usually has a surprising season, finishes in the top half of the table. So um, we'll come on to who I think that might be later, but um, yeah, I just don't think Cole will have enough about it. Um, I think I don't think I don't, I don't know if they'll necessarily get relegated by the playoff, but I do think they'll finish 16th. So that hurts being a Cologne fan on my stomach. Sorry, buddy. Your pick as well, and Tom for that relegation player. I'll go for Armenia Bielefeld. Um, uh, again, I, I think they'll do better than and Paderborn and, and teams like, like that in, in recent years. I like. Much like uh, like you, Nathan, I like what they're about and I, I like the way they play too. It's very kind of, I don't want to be insulting and say back to basics, but it, it's very simple in what they do. They've got a game plan. They stick to it. Uh, they, they're a threat going forward. I think, it, again, it'd be a great story for you know Fabian Klaas to come up and really become a, an asset and, and score goals. So, yeah, I think they'll, they'll, do, they'll surprise people um, and they'll, they'll do pretty well. It, there's, there's so little first sort of uh, top division experience there but I do like the the two additions you mentioned particularly with Ritsu Doan um, who could be a sort of a bit of a game changer for them and uh, so yeah I, th- I think they'll probably just about avoid the drop um, because I just I like what they're about and, and if they stick to what got them there and got them there relatively convincingly I, I think they can they can get into 16th. I, I wouldn't say any higher than that for now because they do still lack in a number of areas. They lack a lot of experience, elite experience. Um, but yeah, I, I think 16th could be could be achievable certainly. Let's hope so for their sake. Um, I'll go next on 15th just because it's, they've just been mentioned, and I'm going to go with SC Colm as well. Um, Completely agree with everything you said, Drew, about them, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, they, they looked very poor during the resumption of the Bundesliga. I mean, I'd go as far as saying arguably the poorest team over them fixtures when they came back. Um, not done any business, really. Looking like Cordoba is going to leave in the coming days, maybe to Hertha Berlin, maybe elsewhere in Europe. Um I think they will benefit from a few of the younger stars like Bornau, um, having that year experience and maybe he'll push up on the players as well. But yeah, I agree. It's They've not added any quality at all yet. So they're looking at the next few weeks being very big in the transfer window, I think, if they're going to keep their Bundesliga uh, status next year or the year after. 
Uh, I don't know if you want to go next, Tom, on this one, maybe. Yeah, I'll go for uh, Augsburg. Um, again, I mean, I, I yeah, I think anywhere from sort of bottom of the table up until about, you know, 15th, 14th is about where they could be because uh, they're a team that just seems to find a way to sort of stay, to stay in the mix and, and to avoid the drop. And I think they will again this time. You know, I really quite, I like uh, Niederlechner as a player. I think he's very good. And obviously he's come, come through the divisions and has progressed well. And I think he can have another good year. And um, there's definitely, I think, enough in that squad to avoid the drop. Uh, perhaps not by much. And we saw towards the end of last season, they struggled as well. They got that big win away at, uh, at Schalke and that kind of, they pretty much secured their safety. But uh, yeah, I just, I think they're a solid team and, you know, they're well run. I don't think they're in too much danger of going down again, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised if they did. They've, I think they've got they've got, probably got more of a ceiling than than a floor in the sense that I don't think they'll be any higher than 14th or so. Uh, but I think they'll just about have enough. I think there's there's goals in that team and there's creativity too. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say uh, I'll put them there. Fair enough. And yours through here is going to finish at 15th. Thing is, it's wise to put them in the bottom three. I'll go Schalke at fifteenth. Um, you know, I, I McKinney's out on loan. They lost Nubel to Bayern. You know, uh, Ibisevich coming in as really the only business apart from some additions from um, the youth pipeline. I don't think that's. I can't see the improvement, uh, and it, it, which, is, which is unfortunate because I do think they have some actually very interesting pieces tactically on paper but it's so hard to talk about them without laughing but not because out of disrespect it's just like you just expect so much more and it's it kind of a similar conversation that you have about Werder is that you've got such history you have good building blocks you know usually you have maybe four or five players you can actually form a nice core around moving forward but then every other decision has always gotten wildly incorrect um, and I don't think the likes of you know Ozan Kabrick are going to be you know enough to stabilize the issues at the back and um yeah i just don't think i think they'll score and i i think it's gonna be a defensive nightmare for them again but i think they'll do enough at the other end to maybe kind of outshoot some teams and in, 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 in high scoring goals or you might see a lot of you know three two four threes from them this season um because they can get a goal if if they're on form but i think if i remember serves they had um the th- i think it's the second or third worst uh goals record in, in, in the league last season so they need a lot of work and I just that's why I was so tempted but I think it would have just been a complete bias at that point so I'm kind of maybe saving their blushes slightly but I, I, yeah I do think they'll finish lower than last season for sure. Fair enough so that's 15 sorted if we move up the table to fall. Oh, Nathan who did you have for 16th by the way? 16th oh my yeah God, it was chaos. I'd <laughs> that's the one thing I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm writing everything down because I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to flash out by the time we're done we, we can always make a spreadsheet here, <laughs> yeah you know I might start a spreadsheet as we speak because this is going to drive me insane sorry about that anyway. <laughs> <That's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what's next 14th 14th <laughs> yeah I'll take this one again first uh, for me I'm going to go with mines this year I think you know, a lot's been said about, you know, very good, like, young side over the last few years, um, but arguably lacking in experience. Again, this year, they've not invested really too much. They brought in Luca Killian, I believe, from Paderborn, but again, he's a young player, one for the future. And I think in the next few weeks with 
Matete and Robin Case on both being linked to move away from the club. If both them players leave, you know, I could even see them, you know, 16th, 17th potentially, just because they're so important. Um, obviously, they've got some quality in the side. Like I said, very good youth set up across the board. I really like Aaron Martin at left back and uh, Kunde midfield. But for me, yeah, I think they might struggle if they lose one of the key players, if not both this year. Over to you, Drew, for 14. I'm actually going to agree with you. Um, I like that. <laughs> I had, um, and it, I, again, I think that uh, along similar lines, they were one of the teams that I potentially had who could have dropped on further. But I think if we're being asked now, given what we see, like as you pointed out, they still might have just enough. But moving forward between now and the end of the transfer window, if they do lose one of the one or two of those key players, it could be worse. But, you know, I guess we're not sitting here saying, you know, <laughs> looking at all the variables of what can happen between now and over the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, I do think they'll struggle similarly to the way they did last season overall. Um, and it wasn't all, it wasn't all doom and gloom, you know, but again, you could see that maybe um, they could kind of progress. And certainly I, I don't think they're ever going to be in the conversation for um, the European places, but you could maybe for the same reasons you said, you know, they do have players you can maybe look to build with moving forward over the next couple of seasons. Um, but they need to keep the, the, the core of those key players intact for them to actually give themselves that springboard. And I don't think they'll be able to, I don't think, those players will have that staying power at that club. So I, I, I do think they'll um, finish closer to the, the bottom three than uh, on points. Just like last year, you know, they only were, what, five points off Verder, but at the end of it, Verder just everyone just sort of tanked below them. So um, they might only finish maybe like three or four points, just clear. But um, yeah, I don't think they'll go much higher than that. Yeah, and um, you, Tom, for 14. Make it a full house. I'm going mine yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm, I've got a lot of uh, love for my, for my boy, Killy, uh, Luca Killian. Uh, Paderborn, my second team. So I think he's a very good player and one to keep an eye on. Despite the low fee as well, I think that's a really good deal for him. Um, and, he, uh, you know, they've got Jean-Philippe Mateta and, and they've got a lot of good young players. And, uh, again, I don't think they'll be in trouble in relegation. I think they're too good for that. There's too much quality in there. But uh, I just think that this team needs to grow and evolve a bit more. And uh, with time, I can see them creeping up that table. I think, you know, Aaron Martins is a very good left back as well. And they've got a couple of other good young players who can come through. But I see this again as another slightly transitional year. And so they, they kind of develop and can maybe then start challenging for, you know, the Europe League places in a couple of years and so on. So good club going in the right direction. Uh, but I think 14th is, is about their ceiling at the minute. Yeah, well, we're all in agreement there, which is good. If you want to stick with you, Tom, and who's going to finish unlucky number 13 for you? Well, I'm going to go for Köln, um, but I've got them a bit higher than, than you guys. I have to say, I, I didn't really consider their form after the restart. That did make me think of dropping them just a little bit when you mentioned it, but I'm, I'm going to have faith. Um, <laughs> even if they lose a couple of players, as has been rumoured, I, I still think there's enough there uh, for them to kind of... Uh, to at least avoid relegation. Um, they may be lower than I predicted because, again, there's that second season. It's another year. Is there enough goals there if Cordoba leaves? I'm, um, I'm split. But, again, I, I like them defensively. I think they're a good unit and I think they're well managed. And so, yeah, 13th, I don't think they'll be any higher than that. But, um, 
Yeah, I think that they're, they're probably good enough to avoid the drop, uh, even in a more competitive season. And I, I back their defence and I back their ability to, to, to win ugly, really. Fingers crossed, from my point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, true, who have you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Union, actually. Um, I, guess it's, it, I guess it's maybe slightly easier to talk about it when, we've already, one of us has already mentioned a club you know, that we haven't, but um, I think the tell, most telling thing, and it was mentioned quite a few times on, um, on my feed through, through commentary and um, through studio and also through analysis that you've read that they struggled. So I, I don't even know the right verb to use here, but um, it was night and day between what they were producing in, in the hindrance and then what you saw after the restart. Um, and again, I, I do think while well, Max Cruz is the right type of signing for them, I don't know if they've got um, enough about them to actually try to progress in the, in, in the Buddhist league. I do think that however long they're going to be um, in the league, whether if it's, you know, three seasons, six, seven, you ever know how long they're going to kind of um, cement themselves in similar to how maybe Augsburg did. But um, I don't think they have enough to really start trying to fight further up the table. I, I, I just can't look at them on a tactical level and think that that's enough to, you know, they, they don't have enough about them in that kind of sense. Um, you can't long ball your way into, you know, the top half of the table realistically in the long term. I don't think um, maybe in years past, but um, saying that now, so that's, yeah, I, I'd put them there. Well, I'm going to completely agree with you on that one as well. Um, exactly the same reasons. I mean, Max Cruz could be, a very, very good signing, especially on a free transfer. But like you say, it could go wrong. Um, I like Robin Knock from Wolfsburg, I believe, on a free. Yes. He's, I just think he'll add that bit more experience in the back line. And on the flip side, they've not really lost too much quality either. So, yeah, for me, I think they'll have a solid enough second season back and staff off relegation, personally. Um so yeah, to 12th next, if we go back to you, Tom, maybe for that one. Well, I can't believe they haven't gone yet, but I will go for Stuttgart for 12th. Um, again, I mean, they really could be a complete flop and finish, you know, do a Paderborn, or they could be top half and shock everybody a bit like Union did. I'm going to say somewhere in between with 12th. They have really, really good individual players. Um, I really like, you know, the likes of, Obviously, uh, you know, uh, Gonzalez and I think Eric Tommy as well. Um, I think Oriol Ar- uh, Mangala. There's a lot of talent in that. So even, you know, Konstantinos Co- Mavropanos, who, okay, hit and miss at Arsenal, but clearly there's talent in there. And so if they can get the best out of those players, if they can gel it, if they can capture what they had last season, um, I really like where they're going as a club. And um, yeah, I just think there's a lot of individual quality that if it sparks, they can really carry that momentum and they can really do what, what promotes teams have done in recent years and be that standout side that comes up from Spy Bundesliga. So, yeah, I've got faith, faith in them. Um, they've added relatively well. You know, they haven't gone too crazy with that, but they've added where they've needed to. And, yeah, I, I just think there's such quality in there and such, such potential in there if you can get the right balance and get the very best out of them. Um, they may take a while to get fully on their feet and get readjusted again. But uh, but yeah, I think I think they're a club. Obviously, it's a club that I'm sure you know all of us would be happy to have back. They're they're an institution of German football, and uh, you know, in my opinion, back where they belong. But um, yeah, so I don't I don't think they're going to be you know pushing for Europe. But I also don't think they're going to be relegation threatened. I think they'll lie somewhere in between, and they'll have a very good season indeed. So I'll go twelfth. 
and uh, yeah, best of luck to them. Yeah, for 12th, I have a team already mentioned who will not want to be mentioned again, but I have Schalke as well. Um, I just think there's so much going on behind the scenes, you know, hearing almost daily about, you know, the turmoil behind the scenes. And I'm not sure, for me, in terms of a manager is where I struggle as well. I'm not sure David Wagner is the best fit for them right now. I know in England he did really well with Huddersfield to get him into the Premier League. Um, I just think a club like Schalke, no disrespect to Huddersfield, obviously, but, you know, we're talking a club of such big stature in Germany and even across Europe and see where they were, you know, a few years ago in the Champions League with Raul and players like that. It's kind of sad to see in a way, even though we all secretly enjoy it for whatever reason. Um, so, yeah, for me, I'm going to go with Schalke in 12th. Another controversy incoming potentially. Um, I'm going to go with Hertha. Oh no, he's gone. (laughs) (laughs) And I did it just because you. (laughs) A, I like a bit of controversy. That's the first thing. (laughs) B, I feel like there's always a story in football somewhere where clubs feel like they can just spend their way into into positive growth. And it's interesting because if you look at the business that they conducted last season. A lot of those players were ones that you would have assumed could have really kind of pushed them forward. Um, you know, like bringing in someone like Lucas Toussaint, for example. Um, that's You look at that just on the strength of it, a very good player. You know, Matthias Kuna coming in, also another very good player. Uh, Dori Lukovacchio has done quite well. Um, I just feel like, though, and I, I like the business that they did with Schwolo this season. I think he's a... Um, one of the better keepers in Bundesliga. Um, I think he probably could have gotten moved to maybe a bigger club if someone was in the hunt for him. But I just think that you individually, the players are quite good, but sometimes you can look at it and say, do they really kind of fit in? Um, and it, <laughs> you look at the result um, that we're going to go on to mention later, and you kind of wonder <laughs> if... <laughs> If it's just kind of all for naught. Um, and all these players, you know, the Shvolo started, the Kivagio started, Tussart was in the 11, Kuna played. Um, these, and these are the, the, the bigger names you're going to see on the team sheet every week, and yet still, you know, we'll come on to that later on if we want to chuckle. But I know it's obviously early doors. You, you can't obviously analyze the club's uh, performance over 38 matches just based off of a Pokal match. But kind of some of the same issues that you saw across last season – were there and for me the biggest one is I don't know if they're going to lack the amount of consistency they really need to go on and and put all those good signings to use and actually push on for something like a, a Europa League place. So um, I'm going to have them there. I'm going to put them down as what's going to end up being my disappointment of the season. So that is going to be very controversial when you hear where I know I, I can't wait. <laughs> you, I've you got to put yeah. them third for some strange reason. <laughs> I think I've gone on a similar route to be fair. So this could be interesting. <laughs> Um, See, 11th next, I believe. Uh, I'll kick this one off. Tom, you've just mentioned him. I'm going to go with Stuttgart as well to have a really good season. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, yeah, just similar to you. I just really like the team that they've built. I think they've got some great young players in like Mangala, as you mentioned, players like that. They've got the experience in there in Gonzalo Castro. I know it's getting on, but... I think he could really help them out on the return to Bundesliga. I really like the signings of um, 
Vladimir Anton from Hanover. I think he's a very good player. Um, I, th- I thought more clubs would be potentially interested in him when Hanover dropped out of the Bundesliga a few years back. Um, also, as you mentioned, Mavropan, Salai can loan. I just think he'll add that bit more, maybe not quality, but that bit more depth if they need it. And I really like the sign of uh, Gregor Cobell in that. So for me, I think they'll maybe not surprise because I think this year, 11th to 15th is going to be very, very tight. I think maybe a few points separating all in teams. But for me, I just have a feeling that they'll push on next year and have a really good season. Um, Drew, if you want to go next on the 11th. I'll go with uh, Armenia on this one. Um, and I guess kind of a maybe a surprise. I don't think any of us would have assumed that they were going to finish top half of the table, but I think I, obviously I had them a couple of places higher than you boys, but um, yeah, I'm, I've, I've gone maybe, uh, maybe full out of the box on this one this season, but I do think that um, they're just for the level that you perceive that they can put, that they can put out in terms of what you're looking at the squad, but they're, you, I like how well drilled they are. I do like um, that Richard Doan signing. I think going to a club where it's, the pressure's off for him there now. You know, obviously, everyone knows that the ability that he has and the potential growth that he that we might see from him moving forward. But um, I think this might be kind of one of those scenarios where he's just gonna he'll just get on the ball and he'll just want to express himself. And I do think that having one of those X factor players, we've seen that with other clubs in, in Bundesliga historically, that sometimes you need that one or two players that are just allowed freedom to, to go on with and do what they do best. Sometimes that can make all the difference, especially in a match where if, if they're nil nil later on and he's still on the pitch, you know, the moment of magic sometimes will steal you points. And um, I do think they're a bit more sorted out um, across all areas of the pitch than a lot of the clubs I've mentioned previously. And, I, and also I just kind of feel like um, I like the fact that a lot of clubs can come up and, and impress the first season and really catch teams off guard. That doesn't mean I think they're going to finish that high next season, season up or after that, but um, I think they'll be maybe one of the surprise packages this season for me. So, I mean, that'd be interesting. I must admit, I would, I would quite like to see that next year. Um, Tom, who have you got 11th as well? Uh, I've gone for uh, Freiburg. Um, again, again, I, I think. Um, sorry, was there some consternation with that or an issue? Was it? No, no. I had somebody go. That was me. Go for it. You have the floor. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just always. Oh, that's it. That's all. I, that's all I need to say. <laughs> no, no, look, look, I, I like them as a club. But I think they'll. They're not, I don't think they're going to get relegated or anything. I just think uh, they've lost three big players, and I know they. You know, I mean. In Weltschmidt and in, in Koch, they're, they're young players. They, they're not necessarily uh, going to influence the dressing room or anything. But I don't know. I think it could, could just have a bit of a psychological effect. They've also lost Alexander Schwolo, who's gone to Hertha, who I think is a very underrated goalkeeper. Um, there's still plenty of talent there. And I think there's still more than enough to, to avoid relegation. And again, undoubtedly, you know, Freiburg being Freiburg, they'll bring through a load of players we haven't heard yet or, or guys that... Going to go on to do to do bigger and better things, but um, yeah, I just think it's it's a lot more competitive next season, in my opinion, for a top ten place. I think there's going to be a lot of teams who have a resurgence, you know, teams like you know, like Eintracht and and, and so on and so forth. So I think twelfth is I did, sorry, this is eleventh, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah apologies. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, even but I think eleventh is uh, is is about the best they can do, and I feel bad saying that because they're still a very good team like Philip Line Linehart and. Guys like that, there's still 
a lot of quality in there, a lot of players who can improve as well. And uh, they're such a well-managed, well-run club. Um, but I don't know, I just, for some reason, I think there'll be a bit of a drop-off, not too much, but I don't think they'll quite hit the heights of last season, particularly too with the new stadium. I know there's no fans, but you saw with like Spurs and sometimes that that stadium, even Atletico Madrid, sometimes the stadium change can just cause a little bit of, you know, a new a new change of environment, a new... Uh, just just a new match day experience can just destabilize a team just a little bit. Uh, and I so love their old home as well. So, yeah, I just think for me, not quite as, as impressive as last year. And uh, I think 11th is about right for them. Yeah, I'll follow that. And going to 10th with Freiburg myself. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> I literally completely agree with everything you said. And I don't know why they were the first hit when I sat down with my little word document and play a solid teams, apart from their views first, you know, no surprises. Uh, but I just put Freiburg in 10th straight away. I was looking at the side on transfer market and just, I don't know where it was. I was just like 10th, <laughs> just a very 10th player squad for me this year. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> They just, like you said, uh, they will eventually replace them players, but. You know, it's three big players to lose who put, you know, between them made a lot of appearances last year. And I think, again, they'll be solid at the back, but I think they might lack a bit going forward compared to last year. And I just think when I when I watched them last year and then looked at the table where they were, I think they were overachieving a bit. And for me, I think it'll they'll, uh, drop down a little bit and I've got them in 10th this year. Um, Drew, if you want to go with 10th. The reason why I had that reaction is because I also have them going down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, same thing. I think we could all agree that I think Tom hit the nail on the head with them. Um, they're they're always going to be good enough, well structured enough um, to, to 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 finish mid table. I don't think they're ever going to be relegation threatened. I think they'll be ahead of that zone quite comfortably, but. I just don't think they have enough to to com- to compete with, you know, maybe the the bigger six or seven clubs ahead, um, and maybe someone like a Frankfurt. Who, are, if you look at um, uh, their form going into uh, the end of the season last season, I think you know, despite where Frankfurt finished, you know, they might finish uh, maybe higher than they did last season. So yeah, I don't think Freiburg have done enough to um, replace the losses, but they haven't. Um, drop down in quality enough to, to go into the discussion of, you know, how close they're going to be to the bottom three. So, yeah, I, I would go with 10th. Yeah, and you, Tom, in 10th? Uh, I'll go for Schalke. Um, I know that you know, we can sort of talk about, uh, you know, Wagner perhaps being out of, out of his depth and the behind-the-scenes uh, stuff isn't great, admittedly. Um, but I, I did just think they got a bit unlucky last year with injuries. Um, there's still such quality in that squad. You know, when you look at Kabak, you look at even uh, I mean Tarit. I mean he's still a quality player, and if you can get the best out of him, I think he's a he's a player that can really pull you up the league because he's just so creative and on his day he's he's, he's superb. And and obviously you know Suat Serdar as well, who I, who I think is really is a really top top quality player. And for some reason I think Rabi Matondo might kick on as well and, and do something a little bit special. Um, so yeah, I think tenth uh, for, for whatever maybe going on behind the scenes for whatever shortcomings uh, David Wagner has as a coach. Uh, sorry, I, I need to say, say the American way tonight, David Wagner. I'm germifying it. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, you know, I mean, they have Abisevich. I mean, that, that guy just 
somehow, despite having every grey hair known to man, just finds the back of the net in the Bundesliga and just knows how to score and guarantee he, you know, wins you five games in a season, you know, with a last minute winner or something. So, yeah, I, I think 10th, I think it's not going to be a car crash in my opinion because they've got players that are too good for that. So I'll, I'll stick with 10th. Fair enough. By reckoning, I think we've got all the same teams apart from Hertha. Yeah. So far. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go, well, moving into the top half, I'll go first on this one. So ninth, I have Hoffenheim this year. Now, for me, I, I just, they've, they've not made any business as such, really. I think the squad's very good. I mean, for me, they're very reliant on Andre Kronrich up front. But I think if they push into the Europa League, the later stages of the Europa League this year, or even the group stages and so on. I just think it might hinder them a bit, in my opinion. And, you know, if they pick up a few um, injuries to key players, I think at the minute they only have like six midfielders at the club from my counting when I was looking before. So I just think that they might struggle a little bit with injuries, suspensions, stuff like that. I think they'll, they've got certain players like Dennis Geiger and Stefan Posh who... Again, another year more experienced who could really step up. But yeah, for me, I've got a ninth this year. Um, Tom, if you want to go next on that one, maybe. Yeah, same. I've gone for um, for half and nine too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just think, uh, you know, like you mentioned, perhaps the Europe could play a factor and uh, Kramerich is undoubtedly a wonderful player. And I think they have a lot of very good players. I'm really excited to see how Max Bayer gets on once again. I think he's a top talent. Um, Baumgartner is obviously a good player. And Samaseku as well, who I think a lot of people sort of sleep on. I think he's uh, you know, he's got a lot of qualities. So they've got a really good midfield, a lot of very interesting younger players. Um but I just don't know if they have the, the sort of requisite depth to be able to kick on, particularly, like I say, with, with distractions elsewhere. So uh, I think, yeah, I'd agree with you all the way. I, I think ninth, I think it'd be an, an interesting team to watch because of the talent they have. But uh, I'd say ninth is just about their ceiling. Yeah, and you drew for ninth. This is where Stuttgart are. So, yeah, um, I mean, I kind of alluded to before. I just kind of feel like there's always one one club that comes up um, with promotion and, and they have a, a really good first year. Um, we've seen it before uh, multiple times in the last, I think, seven or eight years. I think on four or five occasions, a, a, a promoted side has finished top half. So I'd have to go back and uh, compile those numbers again. Uh, the ones I'm referring to are from, I think, two years ago. I remember when uh, Fiber came up in, in their first year, they surprised quite a few people. So um, I'm going to peg Stuttgart for that. But it, it, again, just because I think on an individual level, they have a lot of good players. Um, if they can get things right, and this is, I guess, predicated on if they're not a tactical nightmare. Um, if they get all those pieces clicking, I think there's a lot, there's a more than enough about them to actually um, put themselves off quite well. So yeah, I'll have them going for night this season. Fair enough. Uh, do you want to go with eighth as well first? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Frankfurt actually. Um, and I don't, I just don't think that they've, I wouldn't really say that they've genuinely improved. And again, I, I spoke about it before that you look at their form in the run in uh, last term um, and it improved uh, quite a bit. Uh, I just don't, um, on paper, 
you know, you lose a couple of key players um, the way that they have. I So, again, it's kind of a similar um, prediction that I kind of made with, with Freiburg for similar reasons. It's just, I don't, they've lost, but I don't think they've lost enough to really pile down the table, but I don't think they've, they're, they can't make up that difference tactically for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to, I have them finishing um, where I have them. So, what is it, eighth? Eighth? Yeah, eighth. So, yeah. Eighth. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next on this one. And I've got Wolfsburg. Um, just very similar to Hoffenheim, I think. The last game I saw them was against Shakhtar in the Europa League, and they just looked way off the pace. And I'm not saying that they're going to come back playing like that. But for me, again, you know, it's going to be another long season in terms of the Europa League if they get through the playoffs, um, if they get into group stages. You know, that's a lot of games to get there already. Not too many players brought in of note, to be honest. And, you know, you can always rely on Begost up front and Arnold in midfield. But, you know, they have some quality in Joseph Breckel and players like that. But for me, I just think, again, kind of like Hoffenheim, I think, with it being set up the way it is this season, with it maybe being, you know, fixtures coming thick and fast, for me, I just think they'll bear the brunt of that a bit. So I've got them in eight. Um, over to you, Tom Frey. Uh, I agree with Drew on this again. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Frankfurt. Um, again, I, I really like the squad. I think there's a lot of you know top quality names. I think Dribble So as well as in particular is one to really keep an eye on for the for the next season. Um, but so they're just so wildly inconsistent and unpredictable, and you never know what you're going to get. And I think on their day, I mean, as they showed last season, on their day that they, they can. They could hang with the best of them, but um, just, yeah, a strange team, really. And I don't really have faith in them to be able to put together a run that would really get them into the higher places. I still think there's a couple of areas they're weak in. I like the fact that they've got Andre Silva now on the permanent. And again, now that that's kind of been resolved, I think you could see the very best of him towards the end of last season. We saw glimpses that he's really morphing into the player we all thought he would become. So I think if he can stay in the goals and continue his form... Uh, they could be, they could do very well indeed. I just worry slightly about that inconsistency as a squad uh, and depth as well, because beyond the sort of the first team players, there's a there's a there's a couple of worrying areas where if they get an injury, you slightly you're a bit concerned. So, yeah, for me, I'll put them eighth and uh, and but again, I you know I wouldn't put it against them to go on a mad run and sneak up, but uh, yeah, I think eighth for me. Yeah, I'll follow with that and say that I'm putting. Frankfurt in seventh this year. Um, I think between them, Wolfsburg and Hoffenheim, I think it'd be really close. But as I mentioned before with the other two, I think Frankfurt will benefit from not being in Europe this year, you know, have a lot more time to rest in between fixtures. As you mentioned, Andre Silva coming permanently. I just, I just, from the resumption of play, he just looked a different player all of a sudden to me. And I, if he takes that into next year, he could be one of the you know, one of the best out-and-out strikers in the Bundesliga, arguably, and I fancy him to get quite a few goals. At the back, they've got Evan Ndicke and Martin Hinteregger, who form a pretty strong partnership, and all around, I just think the, you know, last year they struggled, but I think this year, with other teams having other distractions and whatnot, I think they'll sneak into seventh, personally. Um, Drew, if you want to go with your seventh spot. My seventh spot, uh, half time actually. Um, I do like the fact that um, 
even after Nagelsmann left, you could still see that much of the nucleus of how the club wants to kind of operate on the pitch hasn't drastically changed. Um, some of the blueprints are pretty similar. So I think the fact that they can remain consistent um, gives them that staying power to be in and around, you know, fighting for the Europa League. Um, I think the biggest question for me is going to be if they've improved at the back. That's going to be the one because when you look outside like Wolfsburg, who I think have a lot of potential, um, they finished only two points behind Hoffenheim despite, you know, scoring fewer goals. So it's because of that defensive solidarity that Wolfsburg had where Hoffenheim kind of didn't. So for me, that's going to be the question as to maybe why they can't really surprise and maybe challenge someone like a Leverkusen who just lost two key players. But I do think uh, a solid, you know, finish in the European place, I think they're good enough for that still just yet. But moving forward into the season after, that might be a different discussion. Fair enough. On your pick, Tom. Uh, I'll say uh, Wolfsburg. Um, again, I mean, it's a weird... They sort of find themselves in this strange... They're, they're too good for mid-table, but they're not quite good enough for the you know for the top four or for the Champions League. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do. I, I like their depth now, and I think players like you know Schlager and a couple of others can really kick on. And I think they can certainly improve. But I, I just I just think there's going to be teams around them who also improve with them. And uh, you know they haven't done too much business. Although I like Bielek, I think you know, coming in from. Uh, Coming in from Poland, I think he could be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Only 18 years of age, so very much one for the future. But they haven't really improved the core of the squad too much. I think it'll be a case of bringing through some of the younger players on, on the periphery and seeing how they get on, uh, like sort of like maybe Bracalo as well. Because um, there's a lot of exciting talent in there, and you know, led by someone like you know Max Arnold in the middle, who I think is a tremendous player still. Uh, they could really kick on and they could really do something, but. Um, yeah, I just I still see them in that strange little sort of uh, you know med- medium of, of of bridging those two uh, you know sections of the league if you like, and uh, I think they still have a bit to go before they can really push the top five or so, uh, and so I think I'll just drop them into uh, seventh, but uh, I think they can improve on last season. Fair enough. So if we next go to battle for the top four spots. Welcome to sixth. And if you want to take that first dream, Eddie. I'm going to go with Leverkusen for sixth. Um, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, again, I, losing Kevin Volland and Kai Havertz in the same summer. Um, and they haven't really, for me, been replaced. I think a player like Fritz can come in and, and I think he'll actually maybe perform a bit better than people are expecting despite his age. I think he might have a breakout season of his own. I just don't think that, I mean, they haven't done anything to replace the two losses, let alone, I, I do think that you look at someone like Patrick Schick, that's good business. I just don't necessarily think that he'll have that maybe immediate impact that in relation to how Kevin Vollen constantly performed for the club. I think moving forward, he'll have that. But this season in particular, I think is going to be the main question mark. So while I think they still have a lot of potential in terms of a lot of the other players they have, you know, Tapsoba is still there. Um, you know, Ezekiel Palacios is there. Musa Diaby, there's good players. I just think that this would be kind of a, a season where they could have maybe looked to move on if everyone was still at that club, but you, losing two of your key players in one summer and especially not really being able to replace Havertz at all, um, given the market. I think they, that, that's why I think they'll finish six. But it's only going to be a temporary kind of downswing. I don't think it will be a long-term issue. I think they'll be right back up there the season after. So, 
Uh, I must admit, I actually agree with you on that. Me too. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, there uh, is. Yeah, to keep it short from me, like you said, just the loss of Kai habits in particular is just, you know, for me, it's too big to remedy in one season, you know, maybe two seasons, let alone longer. So, like you mentioned with Patrick Schick, I think he's a great addition. But I think, for me, doesn't directly fill the void of either Havertz position-wise or Volan position-wise. I'm not sure where he's going to be played. I don't know if he's going to be the out-and-out striker or if he's going to get used more on the wings, maybe behind the striker. So, yeah, I just think Leverkusen this year will have a bit of a, you know, like, I don't think they'll struggle in any shape or form, but I think they'll be a bit off the pace for the top four, particularly. Um, yeah, Tom, if you want to give your thoughts on it as well. Yeah, I completely agree with you both. I mean, there isn't too much else to add, really. It's it's not complicated. It's a case of you're losing two really good, really effective players. And I think only when he's gone will Bayer fans and Bundesliga fans really appreciate how good Kevin Volland was and, uh, and, and will continue to be, in my opinion, for Monaco. Because he just he's one of those players you didn't want to play against. He's, he runs, he... He'll always get you goals, no matter what. He'll always put a shift in, and uh, I think they're going to miss him. I really, I like the idea of it in the coming years, moulding an attack with, you know, Florian Verts, with Musa Diaby, with Paulinho. I think you've got three really good players moving forward there. But it, this is a year where you need to kick on, and you need to hang with guys who are pushing on and pushing forward. And uh, and if you're just building towards the future, I mean, it leaves you in a bit of a strange place at the minute. And so I think they're going to have a bit of a almost like Drew said, a bit of a transitional season. Um, and, you know, sixth, given the squad now without someone like Havertz, it's probably about right, really. And, uh, you know, it's there's still a good side there. There's still plenty of quality, plenty of quality uh, on show. But, um, but, yeah, just those are two huge losses. And as, as good as a player as Patrick Schick is, I mean, he, it's a lot to put on his shoulders if he is expected to come in and be the target man and the... And the sort of spearhead of that attack is, and I really don't think he's going to, he's going to be able to to burden that. So, yeah, I'll go for sixth as well. And uh, it's nice to have a bit of uh, consensus again. <laughs> uh, do you want to go with fifth as well? I mean, I'm expecting a bit of a wild card here from you. Yeah, it's got to be Hertha, hasn't it? it really? Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got to because I agree. <laughs> because I, I almost wanted to drop them in top four. I was so close to because for some reason I don't know why I just have a weird feeling about RBL about Leipzig. But um, I'll say fifth. I'll stick with that. I just think they're going to be so. And and this maybe is my sort of heart overtaking my head because it's more so that I want them to do well. I want a team from Berlin to really make a run of it and push on and. And, uh, and push the top guys and, and I want this experiment to work because I like a lot of their players but I just think they've got a great sense of that partnership now we saw signs last season there was just something blossoming there a lot of good young talent a potentially great attack in the making with Luca Bardio with Piontek if you can get him firing obviously with Matthias Kuhner as well I mean there's just there's a lot of quality in there and they haven't gone out and done a city again this summer they've been quite shrewd they've held back they know they've got a good side now. They've got a good manager in charge who can really get the best out of them, I think. And, uh, you know, the, maybe he isn't the man to take them forward to, you know, the Champions League and trying to challenge for Bundesliga in the future. But for the, for the moment, he's the perfect man to drive them forward and to really get them on the periphery of uh, of, of Europe, in my, in my opinion, in, in, you know, Bruno Labbadia. So, yeah, I just think, I think there's so much potential there. And 
I'm almost willing them to get fifth. Uh, but again, I just, I think they can do it. I really do. If they can get that attack firing, if they can keep things tight at the back and really establish that good partnership as well at the back. Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, I uh, I actually agree with you. And like you say, I'm just hoping for the fairy tale side of it. You know, yeah. um, when I went through the team in preparation, I've done, I did the writing for their preview that's up on their site. I just really like that I don't look at the team and think, I, I can't spot one weakness in terms of the starting 11 as such. I, I think they're a very well balanced side and like you mentioned with the coach in Labadee, I just think he'll, I think he'll get them working hard. And I think they'll be big, they'll win big in the fact that teams like Bayer Leverkusen have lost the key players. And yeah. for teams like Wolfsburg have got the distraction of Europe. And if they get off to a quick start, I just, I can just see them growing in confidence week on week. And like you mentioned with the young players, they've got a lot of depth in terms of young players, especially in defence. And yeah, for me, like you said, I'd love to see her to right up there. Um, so, yeah, as much as that kills Drew because he put him in 11th. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you got in fifth, Drew? Uh, in fifth, I've got Wolfsburg, actually. Um, I know that we've covered a lot about him before, but if you look at the squad, you look at how, um, a lot of the core pieces, um, I think there's going to be enough to be kind of a just enough improvement from them this season. Um, to me, put them in that. I, I don't think they're anywhere necessarily in their top four. Um, I don't think they're consistent enough with that. But there's, there's a lot to like about them on paper. And, you know, Port Vegas, I think, is an excellent target man. You've got um, good, a lot of good younger attacking players you can look at. They brought in Shaw Victor from, from last. Um, I think Bacallo is more than overdue to have a really good breakout season. Um, I quite like Max Arnold as well in the middle. Uh, Xavier Schlager, I think, is like a really good uh, addition in the midfield. So you're looking at a, a decent spine. I also like having a Babu part of it out on that right hand side at right back. So um, I do think that, that they could be in for uh, a, a good solid amount of improvement off, off the back last season. I think the biggest question for them is always going to be kind of where the goals are going. I do think that um, they did kind of enough to maybe give them a slightly more visual job, which are in the end. This is going to help with that. Xavier Slager can give them, give them, give them uh, a decent amount of maybe, maybe, maybe a couple of extra questions to take some things off the box on it. So, um, I think that they don't Fair enough. Well, by my reckoning, it looks like we've all got the same top four in terms of teams. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know who wants to go first or fourth. I mean, if you want to go again, Drew. Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, actually, actually. Uh, um, I just kind of feel like runner up I don't have words for it. Again, again, I think you saw it in the, in the, final, in the final stage of the Champions League where his, his influence on matches was such that he's just such a danger man. Um, and I don't think they have enough goals collectively in that team currently to, to pick up the slack. Um, and it's not that you know, they're weak across the pitch. I still have very good players in all phases of play, but 
losing his goal scoring, his ability to to pop up when when you need a goal. Um, just the the moment of thought that he gives back fours. That's a huge tactical advantage. Um, even if he doesn't score a goal, you still have to account for his presence. And he, oh, he's almost like a player like Obama in an instance where even if Obama didn't play well when he was at Dortmund, people would still have to be wary of one ball over the top. And if Obama gets that chance, he's likely putting it away and the match changes. And Werner had, had that dynamism around him. He had that that threat, that X factor that they now I think are, are lacking in a big way. So um, yeah, I, I don't think they'll continue this season with trying to challenge uh, Bayern or Dortmund. Uh, yeah. So I, I have them at fourth. Yeah, I agree personally. So um, exactly the same. Similar with Leverkusen, they've just lost too big a player to really challenge again this year in team. I don't like you said, I think the signings, a very good signings for the prize point. So He Chang Huang, I expect to do well. He's a player that's got a lot of energy. I think he'll fit really well into their system as a team. Angelina, as we saw at the back half of last year, he fit really well in Nagelman's plants. Uh, and then Heinrichs as well on the right. I think he'll add some depth down that side. But ultimately, like you mentioned, uh, the loss of Werner for me is too big. And again, they've got the Champions League this year that maybe a bit of a distraction with how fast the fixtures come. So, yeah, I agree. I've got Leipzig in fourth. Um, over to you, Tom. Yeah, same here. Uh, not really too much to add, to be fair. I, I agree with both of you. Um, you know, yeah, good signings as well. And, and, and you, you sort of, you, you quite like what you see with, you know, Hwanki Chan and you, you sort of hope he can come in and, and kick on in a way that a lot of other guys have who, who came from Salzburg. So, um yeah, I like him as a signing, but to expect him to come in and have the same kind of impact as Timo Werner, I think is unrealistic. And so in that sense, I just think it's going to be a bit of a tail off. And, you know, you say want them to do well with the Nagelsmann project and with, you know, how they did in the Champions League and represented the Bundesliga. And, you know, I think tactically they're still going to be there and they're still a very good side with plenty of talent, particularly in defence as well. Um and so many options as well. I think we always forget the depth that they have as a squad. is is quite, it's quite good, really. But without that talisman, without that man who's going to really deliver you goals in the bucket load, uh, we saw last season there were a couple of games where uh, Leipzig they struggled to kill teams off, or they or they sort of they came up came up against a deep block and and they just couldn't find their way through. And without someone like Werner there as well, I mean, they're going to struggle even more to do that, in my opinion. So, yeah, like you guys, I'm, I'm going to say fourth. Fair enough. Uh, I might jump the gun here and ask if we all got Gladbach third, Dortmund second, Munich nope. top. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. wow. 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 Yeah. Feel, free, feel free to start then, if that's the case. Uh, yeah, I will indeed. Um, I just have perhaps a delusional amount of faith in Marco Rosa and what he's doing with that club. So I've, I've gone for, well, okay, we'll get to them. I'll say my third, which is Dortmund. Get uh, out. I know. <laughs> and again, yeah, I, mean, I love Dortmund. It's not I don't want them to succeed. I just have doubts. I don't know why. but I, And again, I mean... On the face of it, they're keeping Jaden Sancho, and if they keep him, brilliant. They they have Erling Haaland or Holland, sorry, potentially one of the best young strikers in the world, one of the best young players in the world. So on the face of it, I think you know you'd say, well, yeah, at least second. Um, 
and I could be made to look a fool at the end of the year. They could even win the Bundesliga uh, if everything clicks into place. But I just have a couple of worries, particularly with the loss of Hakimi. I know they have Munier coming in. I know they have a couple of other youngsters who can come and fill in and do a good job. And But I just worry about the lack of that dynamism. And if Hakimi, without Hakimi, can they still pull off that same system they had last year with the three centre-backs and the, and the high sort of winger wing-backs? I just worry if, if the system might be a bit compromised going forward and 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 somehow it's just not going to function as it should. And uh, is Jaden Sancho going to be fully... Fully on board? Is he really going to be going to be there? You know, until the end of the season, giving everything for the cause. I mean, I, you know, I don't doubt he's a that he's a consummate professional. But uh, you know, I have, I have to be honest. This decision is more so out of faith in Gladbach rather than thinking that Dortmund are going to have a massive tail off. I don't think it's going to be a huge, uh, you know, drop in form or, or quality or position. I just have a feeling about Gladbach that everything's coming together, and so. Yeah, for me, I think Gladbach and Dortmund are going to be close. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm curious to see how the loss of Hakimi pans out. And I'm curious to see where Sancho's head is at as well. So those are the two unknowns for me. Uh, and I'm going to stand by that, however silly I may look at the end of the season. <laughs> the thing is, I agree with... Well, I don't agree in terms of where they'll finish. I think Gladbach <laughs> third, Dortmund second, but... For me, I think the difference of what it will come down to is Gladbach in Europe. And I think with having quite a young squad, I mean, they've got some depth, but I don't think it's the best it could be. They've got a lot of depth in midfield. But, you know, they've only added Hannes Wolf, who could end up being a phenomenal signing. However, you know, since he's like Brick last year, he's really struggled to get back into it. Fantino um, Zarman, again, decent depth, I think. Is he a top three Bundesliga player? A top three side player? Not for me. Um, and for me, I think the difference will just come down to I expect Gladbach to maybe focus on the Champions League a bit more this year. I just think they'll have a... I don't know, I can almost see him getting through in the Champions League and as a result, I think in the Bundesliga, the four might suffer a bit and ultimately will leave them behind Dortmund for me. And now I'm going to let Drew attack you. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right well, no. So. No, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> always like I'm trying to come out on people, but I don't <laughs> actually think that the points that you've made are, I don't think they're actually necessarily incorrect. And I do think that given how well they played under Marco as the last season you have to say that they have every chance to actually pip Dortmund for second it's not that it's in, they're incapable of doing it or that's such a wild prediction what, what was the, the points gap it was four points and I mean they were right up there up until you know the final weeks of, of the term so um, and with maybe I mean but the other point is valid how they're going to do in Europe you know the, the, I would put it down to for me. I think even if you have an only eighty-five percent um, motivated Jadon Sancho, it's still an eighty-five percent motivated Jadon Sancho. And yeah, yeah. The, the difference between Dortmund and Gladbach is it was the goals. Uh, Gladbach and Dortmund had the same defensive record last season, but Dortmund scored twenty more goals in the league. I think that's the only reason why Gladbach can't catch them. Um, I just feel like even when Dortmund are playing poorly they'll find goals. Whereas if, if Gladbach have a day off, you know, a lot of the times they might not be able to find those goals. Um, through, I mean, I, I do like the squad. I do think that 
Um, again, I, I kind of err on the side of caution in terms of people always picking up players or managers, but um, I think there's going to be a lot of questions on Marco Rosa this season because of how well he did last season with, with Gladbach. It's going to be, is, is, is there going to be stagnation? Are they just going to kind of remain roughly where they were in terms of uh, their output? Or is he going to actually help them push forward? And well, I think the signs that they did made were solid. I, I don't think that it's enough to, to really put them over the line. Uh, but it is a good shout about Hakimi as well. I, I'm still baffled that they went after Thomas Meunier as Hakimi's replacement. I have no clue as to why they settled on that being the way forward. I think there was there's a lot of other players in Europe that they could have maybe looked to. Um, certainly more similar on a tactical level. Um, one of the things that made Hakimi so valuable to them was the fact that he did have that brilliant recovery pace. So it allowed him to constantly bomb forward and really affect play in the final third. And he could, he could always track back. Mune does not have that. So th- for me, th- it's going to be a big shot, but I think that's Dortmund's probably biggest weakness now, whereas to last season, it was maybe one of their biggest strengths. Um, but I still don't think that's going to close that gap for, for Gladbeck. So, um, and I do think Rosa has a point to prove. I do think he's not just going to go into Champions League looking up to make up the numbers. I think he's going to want to push on and actually see if uh, Gladbach can, can get to the knockout stage. And if that happens, maybe any advantage that they potentially would have had over Dortmund is, is surrendered automatically. So, um, But I think it'll be close again. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they even finished level on points, but Dortmund again pipped them on goal difference. But um yeah, I, yeah. For me, I just think um, well, they'll improve, and I think they'll get third. I don't think they're going to go on and 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 replace Dortmund as everybody else but Bayern camp. So, yeah. Yep. So we've really stuck our necks out and all going to Bayern Munich to win the league again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to go with that one, Tom, first, and just give a few thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you you just can't, even if you have such steadfast belief in Dortmund and, and what they're doing and the players they have, I mean, you just have to think that Bayern are going to find a way. You know, they probably are going to kick on in the Champions League and they probably are going to make that their focus again. I'm sure they're going to want to replicate what the team of the 70s did and try and go for it back to back to back. Um, but they just find a way to win. And the scariest thing is they're adding Leroy Sané to that, to that mix and, you know, a player who could just, who, if he fulfills that potential and if he really plays as well as we know he can, he's going to light up the league. He's going to potentially be the new face of the league. And, and uh, yeah, it's a scary proposition for the, for, the, for the rest of the domestic rivals because you really don't see how that tails off or how they, or you, you, know, you really don't see a way that, that they can be toppled in the league. Um, you know, you can maybe look at sort of Boateng and, you know, and, the defensive area, but even then, I mean, you sort of, you know, you're hoping for for a bit of a miracle, really, because they're just so strong everywhere, and 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 they're only going to get better because this is a team that, okay, maybe there is that bounce with Hansi Flick, and maybe this will be the end of the honeymoon, but you would suspect he's going to want to really kick on now with his squad, and they're going to only improve as they get more familiar with his method, methods. Um, so yeah, it's it's a team in a perfect place coming into the next stage of their. Uh, metamorphosis, I guess, with the likes of Sane coming in, with with Navri getting even better, um, with Kimmich, with you know Goretzka. So, yeah, it's it's impossible to look past them, and it would be a brave man to bet against them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it tells you a lot about how strong a team they have in the fact that they might be losing Thiago, who is arguably a 
I mean, where would you put him in central midfield? Is that easily top three in the world, you could argue. And it doesn't even look like they'll struggle to overcome his loss that much. I mean, I'd argue they're probably the only team in the world right now that could lose a player of his standard and still be heavy favourites for the league they're in and arguably in the Champions League from what we've seen. Um, for me, the only concern, and it's based on if he picks up an injury, which, you know, he doesn't do that. But if Robert Lewandowski is out for an extended period of time, I would, I don't think they'll struggle to make it up as such. But for me, that's the only worry. And I'm not sure who would fill in his spot week in, week out, if he ends up with a you know, two-month-long injury at any point. Um, but yeah, for me, they're just... Unfortunately for the people who want a competitive German domestic league, unfortunately, they're just too strong to see their reign of terror, if you will, <laughs> ending any time soon, in my opinion. Um, yeah, do you your thoughts on it as well? I think there's many thoughts you could really put in, but we haven't. I, I do. I, what I will say is, though, I think the question mark about David Alba is kind of a big one. Um, if for some strange reason he ends up leaving before the transfer window ends, you're looking at they only have Lucas Hernandez, Nicolas Sula, and Jerome Boateng left. So they only have three center backs at that point. And I know Benjamin Pavard can maybe deputize that center back, but I think losing Alba would be massive in terms of. Um, not just how it would affect the organization in the back and um, his mobility at, at center back, what that does for Bayern tactically. But I, I do think that when you had someone like Alaba in the ear of Alfonso Davies, I think that's one of the main reasons why you saw Davies come on so well um, in his full debut season at the club. You know, you've got a player who for me was the best left back in Europe, um, speaking to one of the, the brightest prospects in Europe. Um, just being able to kind of get into his ear, off the right advice, cover him when Davies did get caught up. These, these are the kind of things that you've kind of asked at the back. But I, again, I still don't think, and we, we also did kind of see in Champions League that, you know, Bayern were susceptible to being hit on the break. So if, and then if you remove Alaba out of that mix, how is that going to affect them moving forward? So if you were to somehow lose Thiago and Alaba in the same summer, I know it's kind of a big if, but if it was to happen, um, I don't think that Bayern still, I think they'd still win the league, but I don't think they would dominate necessarily as much as they would have if both those players remained. And it's a, it's a good shot about Lewandowski as well, because I think both Zerxi and, and, and Fita Arp have potential about them, but that, that's a, a massive dip in quality from the best center forward in Europe, arguably the best center forward in the world, you know, to players who neither of them are 21 neither of them have really led the line at the, at the top level for any consistent amount of time uh, I think Thomas Muller's new role on the side means that you'd maybe have to shift him to center forward and that kind of then takes away another tactical balance that you developed with him playing in the more uh, central but yet reserve role not as a center forward but more as essentially as almost kind of like a number 10 in a way um, but then again they have that depth so you might see say you might see like Gnabry play at center forward and you have Coleman and Zani on the flanks. You know, so you know, there's, there's still that depth that we mentioned before where if they had a tough midweek in Champions League, you're still looking at even a, a secondary Bayern side that can go on and, and still really get the results. And I think that's the difference between someone like a Bayern and, and, and Dortmund or Gladbach and, and Leipzig like we discussed. So um, I still have them winning the league. 
despite some of the questions that we've brought up. Um, I don't necessarily know if they're going to dominate in terms of uh, that points gap. I don't think they'll hit the same goal tally, um, which is which is interesting considering brought Sonny in. But I think that my prediction right there is predicated on um, some of the things that I mentioned. You know, some of the players leaving if, if Thiago does leave, um, particularly so. Um, but I still think they'll win comfortably despite that. And uh, I do think, as Tom said, that I think the goal will be to try and get a back-to-back Champions League win. Um, and it'll be impressive to see and more power to them if they pull it off. And it's impressive to watch them, even though I despise them on every level. Um, it's so impressive to watch the teams that they've assembled, how well they play, the fact that they do always find a way. You look at that club and it's just almost... It, it, it's It's that... It's the gold standard of kind of how you want to operate in a way, at least the positive ways anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess we'll see, but yeah, have them down to win just like you guys do. So, Fair enough. Well, just going back to Robert Lewandowski in particular and just another one we can predict quickly. Who do you two have as the top scorer in the Bundesliga next year? If we start with you, Tom. Yeah, I mean, uh, Lewandowski. I think it has to be really. Um, there's maybe a chance that uh, Holland pushes him close, but uh, yeah, Lewandowski. Uh, you drew? Yeah, I mean, can't really look past him. Um, I do think Holland will actually maybe push him. Um, look at his, the, the, the goal rate he had in what was a half a season. Um, I don't think Lewandowski's going to get th- hit 34 next year, but I do think he'll, you know, I think he'll comfortably see it out, though. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Fabian Klopp. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Much. Uh, I, I'll go different to you two and I'll go with Erling Haaland uh, similar I, I just think maybe if Thiago leaves for instance, this is all based on if Thiago leaves basically, but I just think it might take that extra bit of creativity out of the buy-in side and, you know, I, I just think yeah, I'll, I'll pump someone different and go for Haaland personally I will just say, I think part of the big motivation for Lewandowski is going to be trying to get that this is really his last proper chance, in my opinion, to get that famous Gerd Muller record, which yep. is a ridiculous record. But he's going to be like, he's going to be in full uh, Rude van Nistrooy slash Ian Rush mode in terms of goal hunting. So I wouldn't put it past him. Fair enough. And then also the other big German competition, the DFB Pokal. Who do we both see winning that? If so, you drew this time. Uh, I, mean, I guess it's kind of hard to see past Bayern again. You know, um, but I'm gonna actually say Dortmund. And again, this is this is very much like me being hopeful beyond hopeful. So um, I know I'll probably come back to that. I'll eat my words, but that's that's what I'm gonna pick. Fair enough. I'm neutral. I'll agree. I'll, I'll say Dortmund. I know I put them down earlier, but I, I just think uh, it's a really good opportunity for them. If it's not firing on all cylinders in the league, it's it's a great chance for them to get one over on Bayern. And I think they have a team with players who, on their day, can be just absolutely like explosive and I think that could suit the knockout format so yeah I'll, I'll say Dortmund too uh, Again I might go someone different then to uh, book the trend I'm going to go with Leipzig I'll go with I just think they're a team that as we saw in the Champions League last year and as you've just mentioned Tom I think their team suits the knockout format quite well you know even without Werner I think they can catch teams off off guard and 
Yeah, I'll go with them. I was going to say Hertha if we recorded this a few days ago. I, I was going to say, are you going to say Hertha? <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't go too well. Um, but yeah, I think that will conclude tonight's heated, shall we say, episode of the Get German Football News podcast. Again, as always, a big thanks to Drew and Tom for both their help and expertise. Um, in the meantime, remember to follow us on Twitter to keep up to date. We'll also have a link for our Bundesliga Fantasy League going up on probably tomorrow. Uh, so keep an eye out for that and join us for some fun and games with that. Um, and in the meantime, stay safe and thanks again for tuning in. <laughs>